Thanks for finding our podcast, Keep Questioning. At Keep Questioning, we explore topics related to societal change, group dynamics, leadership, music, and especially God's love and impact on our lives. We encourage you to look at life from a new angle. Ask questions, seek personal growth, and prove you can think. Learn more about this podcast at our website, novatropis.com, where you can also learn about our books. Now here's Ted and Carolyn Katranis with today's podcast. This is Keep Questioning. How are you doing, Carolyn? I'm good. How are you? It's a good day. It's a good sunny day outside. <laughs> it is beautiful outside today. Makes me want to go out for a walk. Yes, it does. <laughs> so this is episode five, season two, and our title is called Your GPS for Life. So uh, we'll get into that in just a minute, but I have a special announcement. I've made the other podcasts that we're interested in your input and podcast ideas. So if you would like to give some constructive input, then you can contact us, email us at keepquestioning at icloud.com. That is keepquestioning at icloud.com. So your GPS for life. So obviously we're going to talk about our GPS actual devices, um, but our main focus today is to use the idea of a GPS as a basic metaphor for our life and our decisions. So what do we mean by that, Ted? Yeah, what do we mean by that? <laughs> uh, first of all, maybe we ought to compare it to real life GPS devices. We were doing a little bit of a drive yesterday. Yeah, we were driving around. Yeah. It was a nice day to look at leaves. <laughs> So in a way, what we're talking about is a metaphor, as Carolyn said. So we're driving around, and we love to go for drives. And on Friday night, we went for a really nice drive. Yeah, we did. Today is Sunday, and yesterday and Saturday, we went for a really nice drive. Yeah, we were looking for fruit stands, and yes. surprisingly, we didn't find any open in our drives. We and ended late. up finding a couple open only like five miles from our house, which is yes. nice. So, yeah. But we enjoyed the drive. And... We do a lot of outdoor activities and a lot of fitness, but we also like to just go for drives and talk and look at the leaves, and it was gorgeous. And the mountain views were wonderful in our area of Pennsylvania. So for part of it, since we were driving around in an area where we never had been before, we used GPS. Yeah, we did. So Carolyn, what did the GPS start doing? Well, we we thought we knew where we were, where we were going, but then we like, Kind of didn't. So we put on the GPS and it basically took us on back road areas um, to get us to our destination. Pretty narrow back roads. Yeah, it was kind of like, what did I say? It was like when we were traveling somewhere else trying to find a shortcut. Yeah. We weren't completely sure if we should have been there. Yeah. We're like, turn here. Okay. Turn here. Yeah, and we're looking we at were these just following roads. it. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes a GPS and it doesn't matter whether it's the Apple or Google, they lead you down these roads that it wants to lead you down, but uh, would we normally have taken some of those back roads? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, the one thing that I think is funny about like the GPS when you use the apps is it always wants to default to like the shortest route. Which might not be a very good road. may not always be the best way. We used to work at a music festival, very large music festival, called the Creation Music Festival for many years. And every now and then we would have people pulling big trailers. 30 feet or more, or maybe they'd be big RVs. And we worked on the roads. What did yeah. we see? 
Well, we would see a lot of people trying to come in the wrong way because their GPS told them to go in this back way and they're trying to haul this big trailer on this tiny little twisty road and they'd be like, well, this is where the GPS told us to go. And we're like, well, it was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong. And one of the things we would say is, did you read the directions we gave you? No, we used the GPS. So we had to send them back out all the way oh, around yeah. the countryside to get back into the main gate. And it was kind of tricky for them to do because they were trying to come in some very, very narrow, twisty, turny roads that just were not a good place to be. So even though there was a device that was leading them someplace, it really wasn't leading them in a very good way or an efficient way or a useful way. So the GPS, as a metaphor for life, what would you think about that? How can it, can it damage us? Can it confuse us? I guess I would probably say that the GPS can be used as a tool, but if you're going to just follow it blindly, it's probably not a good way to live your life or drive in the car. No, not very good at all. Now, that being said, I tend to have, Carolyn says, like a GPS <laughs> navigational chip in my brain. Yeah, you do. It's crazy. It's like, it's like one of your gifts, I guess yeah. I could say. It's and just in there. I tend to have a pretty good idea of what's going on, even if I'm miles and miles away from any road that yeah, I've ever Yeah, what do you have, like before. every map of Pennsylvania mm -hmm. and other states, like just like downloaded in your brain? Now, it's interesting you bring that up <laughs> because I think that's part of it. I like looking at maps. I like paper maps. I know that's old fashioned. We have maps in our house. Yes. That is true. And lots of <laughs> maps. And I used to love to put maps on the wall as like posters. And uh, don't do that anymore. Carolyn has corrected me and we've got much better artwork in our house. But uh, we, I would look at maps and I just would love to look at where the roads went and I would get this picture in my brain so that as I'd be going someplace, I could almost be looking down from above and imagining what the whole area would look like because I had a big picture already in my brain, like spatial understanding. Do you think most people like to look at paper maps today? I think some people don't even know what a paper map, map looks like. Or how about <laughs> Google Maps to look at the maps there? Do most people even look at a big map like that? Um, I would, I don't know. I would say probably not because I know that one of the first people that I met that actually did that was you. <laughs> so yeah. I would sometimes look at it, but I have to admit that before you, I was more guilty of just following the GPS. And m my problem is that I, unlike you, I, I like maps, but I have a hard time reading them. And it's just, I don't have the right kind of brain sometimes to figure out all the lines and intersections. Mm. Um, so that could be some people's. So almost like that could be some people's like issue. Maybe they never learned it. Maybe they, they don't just have that don't have the same understanding of it. Mm. So maybe that could be a thing that we could maybe expand on in the future. Yes. About almost like how to Different read ways people think. a map how to read as a, map. a metaphor, maybe yes. a map for life. Right. I <laughs> now, I also want to admit that I do use GPS. So I do listen to that female voice telling me to turn right and turn left. And we oh, used me? it yesterday. Oh, me? Or which one? <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. Good, good, Carolyn. But uh, the, uh, so I do use the GPS. I'm not totally in the 19th century, I'd have to say. But, uh, the 19th I, I, century? Yeah. <laughs> Skipping a century back. <laughs> but I, I do like it. But I also like that big picture. Now, that brings up an interesting <laughs> thing. 
the GPS doesn't always give us the big picture. And when we're talking about this metaphor for life, the GPS is like giving us directions. It's telling us to focus on the voice, to go where the voice tells us. And in real life, do we want to always, do we want to have a big picture of where we're going, or do we just want to listen to the little instructions one at a time along the way, like a GPS? I would think overall you'd want to have an overall big picture of your life and where you're headed. Um, I think it could depend on what you're doing. Like if it's like, you know, your big future plans, you don't want to just, you don't want to just be like, oh, I'll do this and I'll do this. Like you want to have an overall big mm -hmm. picture of, of your plan in life. But maybe if it's like a more of a day to day thing, maybe you have to just take the first step and have mm -hmm. one little thing and then go on to the next. But you should still like kind of like look it over, maybe have an overall. Okay. It's good to have yeah. a big picture of what life is and, what do you think? and why, why you do things. I like to know why. And it comes into a lot of our understanding of right and wrong or why we would go to college. You know, it also comes into money. You know, uh, some people do not have a budget and a budget is kind of like sort of a big picture big GPS picture where you're going. Yeah. Do you think everybody should have a budget? Oh, my goodness, yes. Not that's speaking amazing. metaketically now. No, I'm speaking that's, real yeah, budget. Real. Definitely, it changes everything. So that's an example of where, you know, have a little bit of planning big picture idea. So, you know, it gives, it gives uh, the idea a difference between just using the GPS little picture versus big picture of your life for where you're going. Why do you do things? What's going on in your life? Where do you give your attention? So, I just want to say one thing real yeah. quick about the big picture. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of a sidebar. But the big picture is definitely a good thing and you mm -hmm. want to plan and look for the future. But I think there's some people that look so much for towards that big picture that well, they, they've put in their life as a plan that they, they can't sight. sway from it. They lose mm -hmm. sight fixed, of like, okay, well, this, I'm going to have the career, and then I'm going to get married, and then I'm going to buy a house, and then, and mm -hmm. it's almost like they get themselves locked into a plan, and they can't maybe listen to God through it all, or they can't like see other opportunities and doors that may open because they're so focused. So this might be on one that. of those places where I have to use one of those words I really don't like using. Uh-oh. They balance. need a little balance. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, there are a lot of things fighting for our attention, especially in this 21st century, all kinds of activities. Are they always good, Carolyn? No, not, not at all. <laughs> There's a lot of things that take our time and attention that are definitely not worth our time and attention. So it's worthwhile to drop, to step back, look at the big picture. What is your focus? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you even think that is good? Why do you think something is bad? And that's the driving force between what we're getting at today. Lots of distractions. Yeah, and, I was going to say, lots of distractions. Yeah, and when we have a distraction, all these things to come up, it's almost like we are so addicted to distraction. And I wrote something down here, I have it underlined, it says, for just 15 minutes at a time. It's almost like we've sold our brains to the modern idea that if we can get something to give us another 15 minutes of attention, it keeps us from thinking of where we're really going in life. We seem to be happy. 
is that useful? Is that a good way to live life, Carolyn, just to, to live in the distractions? No, because if you're, if you're always distracted and you can never focus, I guess you already said focus, but if you can never focus, how can you ever wrap your head around anything like big, I guess? Because mm -hmm. if you're always thinking about all the little, little, little things and all the notifications, 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 it's almost like your brain is always like, Stopping and restarting, stopping and restarting because you have to like go back, come forward, go back, come forward. And you can't ever get a constant flow of like thinking or just being with yourself or being with God or being with another person because what, you're always like all over the place. And what if all those little distractions that come up in our modern society are garbage? Yeah, some of them are garbage. A lot of them are, and we constantly let ourselves be filled with one distraction. And some of them are garbage, some of them are good, some of them are just plain sort of in the middle, but we are so quick to join on to things like social trends. It's almost like, do we become zombies and lose sight of the big picture of our life and become mental zombies to social trends? I think so. I don't know if you're asking me, but I'm going yep. to answer. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of people that they can't, they can't not be part of the latest social trend. It's almost mm. like they have to because it's part of who they think they are. They have to grab onto whatever the next social in. trend is and they get sucked in. And, and is it confusing or is it just clear? It's just, just they, give, can't help, they can't help themselves. Yeah, and it doesn't give you clarity. Mm -mm. It gives you more confusion in life. And it more almost, distractions and more yeah. confusion. <laughs> and it almost seems as if the person, the more confusion they get, the more confusion they want. We lose sight of who we are. I think people forget, I, I was just going to say, I think people almost forget maybe who they were before some of this stuff because they have so much like going on right now. Yeah. Well, what's, it, what's it like? You know, for, what do you think it is like in the mind of people when they're burdened by all these questions and different things that go on? So um, are you talking about their identity and stuff like that? Or well, is that kind of what you're... Well, Same let's or, let's just imagine. There. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll cut that. Maybe we'll cut that out. part out. Maybe we won't. We'll see. <laughs> so we get sucked into all of these new ways of thinking and confusion, like I was saying, and it becomes a burden. And we have to follow every trend. We have to watch every new TV show. We have to to stay up to date on the latest news. We have to hear the no the noisiest voice we can listen to. And somehow the very question of who we are, what we believe, our identity gets pressured by social media from voices that we don't even know. And what happens to the way we define ourselves then? Well, then we end up defining ourselves through social media. Um, and then we, I think we lose sight, we can lose sight of who we are because the person that God made us to be and the person that we are doesn't have anything to do with social media. And I feel like people just really get wrapped up in it, especially things like, maybe from celebrities that maybe they follow. And what they forget is those celebrities aren't even what they look like on no, Instagram. They're all or made up. Wherever. They're actors. And I've seen so many pictures of things that compare things on Instagram where someone looks a certain way, but it was all like the way they were wearing a certain piece of clothing or the lighting or an angle. Mm -hmm. And then you see them like in real life, you, like you would see a real person. And you're like, huh. They look just like me. Yeah, and a lot of those <laughs> social things that make us feel uncomfortable for a minute or that make us feel happy for a minute, 
and, and we're burdened to, to follow those things. And we're not just here coming down on social media today. The idea is we're thinking about how that we can lose track of who we are and the long-range goals and focus of our life because we latch on to every new thing. Now, Carolyn, I have a question for women, for young girls growing up. What is, what is all of this new trend idea doing to them? I think it's destroying them. I think that's why we have 12-year-olds that look like they wear makeup better than me hmm. because they have become such um, a slave to all the things that they see on social media and they lose so much in the process because they lose their childhood. Hmm. And then once they're teenagers or adults, they never really figured out who they were because they were always trying to be someone else, maybe. Oh, yeah. By the latest trend. Because they were feeling the pressure to follow the trend or to be like how everyone else thought they were supposed to be. Or the loudest voice in the group. The loudest voice in the group or Mm -hmm. the person they see on Instagram or, or, you know, some Twitter or something like that. And um, I think that's part of the reason why we have a generation of of younger people, girls, women especially, that, um, that don't know who they are, that... They just feel like they have no control over who they are because they never they figured feel it out. great despair. Yeah, they've never figured it out. And their parents put them in a place where their parents no longer knew who they were. So the kids don't know who they are. Yeah, because if I'm honest, the, the parents are some of my generation. And we struggle with some of that, not with the social media as much in mm-hmm. high school. But, but the identity. But then as we grew into our 20s, it started to explode. Uh-huh. And then we got interested in it because we were young enough, but too old for certain things, but young enough for certain things. And I think some of the parents have as much issues with social media and some of that stuff as their, as their as children the kids, do. Because they're trying very hard to prove they can be a better kid. Exactly. Yes. So they can finally and they do miss it right. a whole lot of the yes. growing up with their children because yes. they're wrapped up in their own social media addiction. They can finally prove that they can be cool. Yeah. You don't have to be cool. You just be yourself. Well, well, hey, I just said a word. Oh, there we word. go. I just said a word. Oh, just be yourself. No, no, no. Uh-oh. Because we've written on this topic. <laughs> what about that whole idea that we hear on Hall- on Hallmark movies and other places uh, where you can hear somebody say, well, just follow your heart or just be yourself? Uh, go ahead. You- I know you're dying to say it. <laughs> I know, go I'm, ahead. I'm just dying to say it. What, what if, what, is there a problem with following your heart? Can there be a problem with following who you think you are? There we go. That's the ticket I was just going to say. Yes. Who you you think think you are. are. Well, what if who you think you are is a very confused person? (laughs) What if you're struggling with ideas and confusion? Then if you follow your heart or if you try to be yourself, where are you going to go? You're going to go further into confusion. Yeah, if you have nothing to... If you have nobody to show you like who you're supposed to be and you're following your heart that isn't leading you in the right direction, then that's where the problem lies. Well, there was a comic strip. I want you to say it. Go ahead. ahead. You tell (laughs) us about that comic strip. Well, we like to read the comics. It's a daily occurrence in our house. And we like one called Baby Blues. Yeah, it's a good one. And Yeah, it's a good one. It's about a family and their escapades. And there was one, it was probably a couple months ago at this point already. And we cut it out and saved yeah, it. Yeah, we saved it. It said... Um, the mom is telling the little boy, I think his name is Hammy. Yeah, that's Hammy. And mom is telling Hammy 
to do things, and Hamney's confused, and she says, follow your heart. And, and he says, well, what if my heart is an idiot? <laughs> yeah. She goes, it won't, won't be the last time. <laughs> it won't be the last time. And, and that's the truth. And we, we thought that was really insightful. Mm -hmm. What if, and that's exactly what you are saying. What if my heart is an idiot? So the little kid doesn't know the direction for his own life at that point, obviously. And so it would be helpful to pause and think, you know, what is really the basis for my life? Who am I? Where am I going? Do I have a purpose in life? Do I have a function? You know, some people go to college, and I don't even think they know why they're going to college, other than to get a whole lot of debt sometimes. Because they uh, think they're supposed to. Yeah. I think a lot of people really don't, like you said, they don't really know why they're going, but they think they're supposed to because everyone else yeah. goes, so they go. Yeah, yeah. We sometimes get caught up in the new and better thing without considering maybe we don't need to change into something new or better. Maybe we've got some baggage that we need to unload from our life, and that'll fix some things. Or maybe we need to pause and say, is there something more important than the little diversion I have going on right now. And there's a song, I just saw it when you said this. There's a song, it's actually by that um, country artist that was in that movie that we saw. I won't say her name just in case mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to. But um, it's a song about that where she was in a relationship and then she was blaming the other person all the time and mm -hmm. then she realized that it was her and she had all these things to deal with, mm. you know, before the relationship would have worked. And um, it reminded me, you just said about the negative baggage. Mm -hmm. She realized she had all this negative baggage that she needed to fix before mm -hmm. she could move on. Right. Yeah, I got a couple of questions here, Carolyn. I'd like to ask you, and you can ask me a few too, probing, difficult questions. <laughs> It'll probably go out there. Um, so we're comparing GPS with our own stability and what we think we're doing in life. And the GPS is like a metaphor. And do you have a big picture for your life? Do you have a focus in your life? Yeah, I think so. You know, overall. I think it would be just like to, I don't know, like I obviously I'm still working, so I mm -hmm. want to work to the best of my ability and strength that God gives me. Maybe have a, some effect in people's lives there. And also to, you know, live for God and... So you mentioned you. God. Does God <laughs> enter into giving you a big picture for life or helping you to decide what is right and wrong? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you need to have yeah. a reason for why things are right and wrong because if you don't have a reason and a basis, then you're just going to be like a float bobbing up and down on the water. You, you're going to go everywhere. So and what is really important? I'm going to ask you yeah, that one there. What is really important? And uh, I think that's really... This is important. I'm using the word important again. Uh, <laughs> that you think about what causes you to do things. And I don't want the things in my life, the little things in my life, or the social media or the TV to be my director or producer for this show of my life. I want something bigger than me, God. I want my own values. I want who I want to be. I know that I want to be athletic. I know that I want to impact the world. I know that I have a decision of what is right and wrong. And I know that I want to be very good to you and other things that are important. So those factors that I say are my priorities, they guard my life. And then the other things 
are all little things that I can add in and dabble with, but, but they're not going to be the controlling factors. I have to stop, pause, and look back. It's almost like pausing every morning to rededicate your life and refocus your life. Do you do something like that? Yeah, in the morning, I feel like I try to when I have my devotions in the morning mm -hmm. to sort of almost be like, you know, thankful for this day, for the things so that you I have will routines. Do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> are they good? Are routines good? I think they are. So it they help me. It gives you stability? Yeah, stability is really important with that, I think. How about when you go through bad times in your life and you're confused? Sometimes stability, those routines are just about all you have to hold on to sometimes. I think you could talk about that oh, better yes. than me. I've gone through some bad times <laughs> in life. and You have routines, a lot of good examples. <laughs> yes, and the routines and stability and uh, the structures in your life. Rocky could talk about that too. Oh, yes, he does. We have a dog. <laughs> He's a schnoodle. He's very structured. And if we change something a little bit, it uh, sends him for a whirl. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very structured little boy. Yeah. And he likes uh, things to be the same. But it does help. I know that we've often thought that words like structure, personal morals, belief, goals, they're old-fashioned. Maybe they're not. Maybe we ought to tap the brakes on that and take a step back and look at these big-picture ideas. Uh, it's almost like the story of a ship that I learned about recently. It's an old story of this ship that sank because it was carrying lots of people from one place to another. I don't know all the specifics. I don't remember it, so I won't go too specific on the name of it. But this ship sank just outside of San Francisco. And one of the reasons was because even though they were carrying lots of people, what they didn't have deep down inside of the ship was thousands and thousands of pounds or tons of water just sitting in the bottom of the ship called ballast water to help balance the ship out so it just wouldn't roll. That ballast, that, that centering force, that thing that keeps you going rather than tipping over. And that ship tipped right over and people died. Lots of people died because it didn't have anything holding it down. So I think it's good to have that structure. Uh, what about this thing here? Do you think we are created with a purpose? Of course. Why else are we here? And what do you mean by that? I mean that God created us. We were born for a reason. So every person has, is special then? Um, yep, everybody's special. Everybody, everybody has their own unique fingerprint. And for me, that means unique actual fingerprint and unique like life finger, fingerprint. Life effect. Like everybody has their own unique reason that they're here on Earth. Do you know that you have ideas, Carolyn, that may never have been thought by a single person ever before in the history of this planet. Have you ever thought about that? I never thought about that actually until you, I have to be honest. And You're the one who made me think about that, and I think that's very profound. <laughs> I, and I know that we often say that there's nothing new under the sun, there are a lot of inventions, but some of the ideas that we have in our head are very unique. And the reason I bring that up is because that purpose, that uniqueness that is created into us is very, very special. So we talked about a lot of things today. We did. About <laughs> being special and having stability and structure, beliefs, ballast in your life. And sometimes we basically have to regroup, hit the reset button, refocus and wonder, what's my life all about? Is it really all about all of these things I do? And 
What would you recommend people do periodically to redirect? Any ideas? I would say probably, you know, take yourself away from the distractions. Maybe, you know, go somewhere where you can be alone or, you know, just quiet, quieter if you need. And maybe reevaluate things in your life and what you're doing and why you're doing them, like you said. And there's just, purpose. Just kind of like maybe refine, maybe refine a new purpose or reevaluate your purpose in life or the things that you're doing and just kind of go from there. And compare the purposes of your life with something bigger than yourself. You can hear our little dog in the background. You heard a bump, and Rocky. we're recording this. And we, keep, we always keep him close by, so you might hear his wolf. Taking his afternoon nap. Yeah. So, but it, it's sometimes good to just measure yourself against something that is not moving, something that is not a moving target, something that is a stability that goes beyond our little day-to-day -day feelings. On Christ the solid rock I stand. There you go. <laughs> so that's important. Yeah. And what do you think? So until next time, Carolyn, what do you think? I think we should keep questioning. Keep questioning. <laughs> <laughs>